So last week I told you guys about the story um, about the show Goosebumps. And this week I get to tell you about a different uh, show. It's called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Has anyone ever seen Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay, a couple of you guys have. All right, so this was basically just like Goosebumps. A bunch of kids would get together around the campfire and they would tell these really scary stories. And I remember one that had a really big impact on my life. It really scared me pretty bad. Um, you know, each week it would be, sometimes it would be like really scary and then other times it wouldn't be so bad. But I'm just such a scaredy cat that even like the ones that weren't too scary really freaked me out. And so you guys might laugh when you hear this, but just go with me. This really messed me up for a while. There was an episode where a bunch of kids were telling a story and it took place at an indoor pool. And in this indoor pool was a shark that was invisible, right? And whenever kids went swimming in this pool, the, the shark would come out and eat them. And there was like always that creepy janitor that came out of nowhere. It would tell the kids, don't swim in this pool, you'll die. And so the kids didn't listen and they did it anyway. They went in the pool and they got eaten by the shark, right? Okay. Whatever. Eventually, they like just they figure out a way to beat the shark. They throw some like tie dye. They see the shark. They they harpoon it. Game over. Okay. So now you have to understand. Twelve year old Joey has just seen this, and I own a pool. And for months out of my life, I couldn't jump in the pool without being terrified that a shark was going to eat me. Like, it was a very real fear in my life. And if you guys know me well, there was a time in my life when I didn't shower. And the only way I would get, was getting clean was that chlorine in the pool. So I would run outside, right? I would jump off my diving board as fast as I could. And I would swim to the side to get away from the shark because I knew he was there. And then I would, that would be like my shower for the day. Like, that was it. That's how I got clean. But man, that story messed me up so bad. And kind of in this series, we've been talking about, you know, that you guys have probably heard some stories about the Holy Spirit that have made you a little freaked out. And maybe you're a little hands off tonight. You say, you know, that's not really for me. That's for those crazy Christians who believe in all those wild things. I don't really believe in the Holy Spirit because you've heard some scary ghost stories about him. And last week, I hope I helped a lot of you guys see that he's all, not that scary, that the Holy Spirit, when Jesus gave it to us, his intention was for him to be our helper, to help us in anything that we had in life, from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, with all the decisions we have, with anything that's going on in our life, just to help us. And uh, we kind of said that a lot of us are in airplane mode, that we've turned off the Holy Spirit in our life. And so, you know, we were saved, we love God. But you know, nothing's coming in and nothing's getting out. All we have is what's stored on the device. And some of you guys have salvation tonight, but you have not been walking in step with the Holy Spirit. And that's gonna lead to a lot of problems in your Christian walk. And my hope is in this series, you guys will re, um, let the Holy Spirit come back into your heart because he wants to do so many things in your life and help you guys in so many ways. Um, you know, at my house, there's one chore that I really hate. I hate doing the dishes. And I can't even, I'm not even sure why I hate it so much. I think it's just because it's meant for women. Guys said amen, right? No, I'm just kidding, women. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. Totally not. I'm totally, I'm just kidding. But then, you know what? Yesterday I realized why I hate the dishes. It's because you have to get dirty before it gets clean. You, you know what I mean? You have to get really dirty when you're in there. And uh, I don't know what it is at our house, but we have like this thing because we don't have a dishwasher. So we just have to do everything by hand. So that's why it's really terrible. So we have like this um, mat that we put out on the side and it, it just smells so bad. Like when you touch it, just knows what I'm talking about. It's just your hands get like just caught up in this dirty, nasty smell whenever I'm doing dishes. That's why I barely do them. It's because I hate the smell so much. I hate that I have to get dirty in order to clean something. And I think that's a big reason why a lot of you guys 
have locked out the Holy Spirit in your life. Because you know in order for you to get right with God in your life, that things are gonna have to get dirty for a little bit. There's gonna be some hard things that you're gonna have to go through in order to get right with the Holy Spirit in your life. And, and that's a scary thought. Who wants to go through those hard things and, and process those hard feelings that we have and those things that we've been struggling with and dealing with? We don't want to give that over to the Holy Spirit. We want to hold on to that because we're too scared of what's going to happen. I want to tell you guys tonight, if you want to get clean, then maybe you need to get dirty first. And tonight we're going to look at something that the Holy Spirit really intended to do in all of us. And this is really why Jesus gave him to us. It was to help us. But his real job is to make us more like Jesus. In every single way to try and transform us to be more like him. By helping us with our everyday deeds and by purifying us. It's a process that he wants to do in all of your lives. And you, some of my, the guys are going to love this. But I have a great C.S. Lewis quote for tonight. Repping that Joel, C.S. Lewis, let's go. All right. We shall love the Father as he does, and the Holy Ghost will arise in us. He came to this world and became a man in order to spread to the other men the kind of life he has by what I called good infection. Every Christian is to become a little Christ. The whole purpose of becoming a Christian is simply nothing else. This is what God has for us. It's to turn us into almost a little Christ in some ways. To make us the mirror image of Jesus in every way that he can. And that's exactly how the Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives. And one of the biggest ways that the Holy Spirit works in our lives to make us more like Jesus is by speaking to us and convicting us and leading us throughout our lives. Like, don't go there. Don't do that. Don't be a part of this in your life. The Holy Spirit wants to convict you guys. And that's really what we're gonna talk about tonight because here's what I've seen so much in the church lately is that, you know, well, like back in my day when people sinned, like they didn't wear it on their sleeve. It was like, it was like a secret thing. Like I wouldn't run up to my youth pastor and just tell him all the horrible things I did. But some of you guys just come up to me sometimes and tell me the most horrible things I've ever heard in my life. And I'm just like, wait, are they really saying this to me? Like back in my day, we would at least hide these things. Like we wouldn't say this to people. And, you know, it, it really bothers me because I see what you guys have done. You've went into airplane mode. You turned off the Holy Spirit, and now there's no conviction in your life anymore. You're free to do whatever you want. And that's going to lead to a lot of pain and hurt in your life. Because, see, the Holy Spirit wants to make you more like Jesus. But if you have him on airplane mode, then there's no way that he can do that. You will be the same person. You will struggle with the same things over and over, the things that are literally killing you inside. And so that's why it's so important that we take the Holy Spirit off of airplane mode, that we let him back into our lives and really let him change us. Because so many of you guys are walking around with no conviction and you got yourself in some really bad things. And you know what the, the worst part about is it, uh, about like being convicted? Like Mr. Contes used to say this all the time. He's like, I, I worry about people who don't feel bad when they do something wrong. Like I, he used to say that. I get people all the time who would tell me how, how hard the struggle is. And he's like, don't worry. God's gonna work that out in you. He's gonna sanctify you because you care. Because you're not just sweeping it underneath the rug. You're talking about it. But see, so many of us just, just don't care anymore. It's just out in the open. You've been going through the same thing over and over and it needs to change. And my hope is that you guys really see that tonight. And you know, 
I've kind of, I've been struggling with this a lot because as I've been reading this and researching this, I, I felt the Holy Spirit just convict me of some things in my own life. And you know what? It started off good as conviction, but then here's what always happens when we talk about conviction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. The devil always loves to come in and bring condemnation. And so we need to see tonight what's God and what's the devil because when there's conviction, he loves to whisper in our ears, just like we talked about last week. That God whispers in your ear, but the devil also whispers in our ear too. And so we got to figure out what real conviction really looks like and how God wants us to live our lives when it comes to that. But also see how the, uh, the enemy works to hurt us and to destroy us. And let, let me just tell you guys this up, this up front. This has been one of the hardest weeks of my life. I've just felt so condemned. I felt so beaten up by things that I've done in my past. Like I, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you guys that, that, that I'm a sinner, that, that I fall short, that I did things today that I regret. I did things yesterday. I fall short of the glory of God. I'm, I'm not perfect in any way. And so I'm in this with you tonight and I'm preaching to myself tonight too. And I'm praying that God would do something real in my life because I, I desperately need it. I can't go another day feeling the way that I feel tonight. And so I'm speaking to two people tonight. Those of you guys who've mixed up conviction and condemnation in your life and those of you guys that just don't care. You can do anything and you don't feel bad about anything because that is a huge problem. Because they, they, you, you know what that leads me to think and, and, and it's, it's a real thought that we have to deal with tonight is that maybe the Holy Spirit isn't inside of you. That maybe if you don't feel bad about anything that's going on in your life, that you just quenched them and you pushed them out completely. So you need to get real with God tonight and start thinking about this in your own life, how this is going. All right, so we're gonna jump right into some scripture tonight. We're gonna be in John 16, verse seven. This is what it says. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. The helper is the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they do not believe in me. So, so let's stop here. So we, so we know it is the Holy Spirit's job to convict us as Christians. And what Jesus is saying here, it's to convict the world that doesn't know him yet, to draw, him, to draw people to himself. But here, here's what I want you guys to know. And we're going to look at someone's life in scripture tonight. And we're going to see how this was all really meant to be played out. And how this was meant to work. But, but here's just what I want to tell you right off the bat. Because I think it's so important that we know this. Um, conviction points us to Jesus, to Jesus. Condemnation points us to our sin. Let me say that one more time. Con- conviction points us to Jesus. Condemnation points us to our sin. If you feel like in your life lately that the Holy Spirit has bring to your attention something that you've done wrong and it's just beating you up over it, making you feel worthless, like you are such a failure, that you fall short in so many ways, that is not the Holy Spirit speaking in your life. Jesus didn't give us the Holy Spirit so he could beat us up over our sin. I want you to know that right now. Those of you guys that have been feeling that way lately, maybe you have this battle that you've been going through lately with sin. 
and you just feel like you can't win, but you go to God every time and you repent and you say you're sorry, and then you just feel this guilt come on you afterwards. That is not the Holy Spirit. You are battling that sin. And it's a process of sanctification that God's doing in, in all of our lives through the Holy Spirit to try and remove this sin in our life. And, and it's a process for some of you guys. Some of you guys will be healed from sin instantly. And some of you will be a process that you have to fight for the rest of your life until we see Jesus. But the point is that you are convicted about it. But if, if you are feeling beat up about it, that is Satan whispering in your ear, trying to bring you down, trying to make you feel worthless. Like you're a failure. So it's so important that you guys know that. that This is not why the Holy Spirit was given to us. See, the Holy Spirit works two ways. He convicts us before we commit the sin. He says, don't do that. That's gonna hurt. This isn't a good idea. Don't go there. And then he convicts us afterwards. And he points us to Jesus. He says, all right, you messed up. You fell short. You didn't do it perfectly. But now you need to go to Jesus and you need to repent for what you have just done. See, tonight we're gonna look at the story and and, and this has played out so well for us tonight. We're gonna look at the story of Peter and I'm just gonna kind of tell it to you guys tonight. We're not gonna look at the verses. And I just kind of wanna walk us through it to see how this happened in Peter's life. You guys know that the night that Jesus was taken to be crucified, there was Peter And he got so angry that the guards put their hands on Jesus that he cut one of their ears off right there, right? So this guy loves Jesus. He cares about Jesus. He didn't want to see Jesus go to that. But now let's flash back a little bit. Jesus has a conversation with him and says, Peter, before this is all over, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter says, no way, Lord. I would never do that. I would never say that. You are my Lord. You are my King. And Jesus tells him, Peter, before it's over, you're going to deny me three times. You know, I I think a lot of us feel like that when sin is, you know, approaching in our life, that we're never going to be the ones that give in to that, that we're not going to do that, that we're going to be the ones that stand up straight and and aren't going to give in to that in our lives. And, uh, you know, guys, I, I I think we're a lot about like Peter, is we fall short in a lot of ways. And it's so important that we see how he worked this out. So sure enough, Jesus is handed over and they take him in a big crowd and and then they put him on trial, basically. And while he's on trial, a little girl walks up to Peter and says, hey, aren't you one of his followers? I I thought I saw you with him. And he looks at the girl and he says, no, I've never seen this man before. Next, a woman comes up to him and says, yeah, that little girl's right. I saw you with him. Peter looks at that woman and says, no, I I don't know him at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Third person comes up to him. Peter gets violent at this moment. Says, No, I have no idea who this man is. The second those words came out of his mouth, a rooster let out its noise, right? And Peter remembered what Jesus had said to him. And he realized he had failed so miserably. He had fell short. He had sinned against God in a huge way. Could could you imagine that? Denying the person that you walked with? Like, to me, that's a huge sin tonight. That's not like he told a little white lie. Like, this is a really big deal. He just denied Jesus who he thought 
who he knew was the savior of the world. And we don't even know why. Maybe he was scared to be a social. Maybe he thought it was going to happen to him. But he denies it. And here's what I want to show you guys tonight. As we go through this, and we're going to look at how Peter handled this. Handled this but I, I kind of look at this like the Holy Spirit cycle of how he convicts us. So what happens right away, like right off the bat, is conviction, right? We feel convicted of our sin in that moment. That's, I, I wanted to have an easel, but I didn't up here. But this is going to have to do with my terrible handwriting. This is the first thing that happens is we sin against God. And then conviction hits us. We realize we did something wrong. The Holy Spirit prompts it in our heart right there in that moment. And then this is what the Bible says about Peter right after he had done that. He said that he fell on his hands and his knees and he wept. He wept. And so that's the next step that the Holy Spirit leads us to during conviction is brokenness. There needs to become some sign that you are have remorse over your sin. You need to feel broken over it. It needs to not be okay in your life. You need to feel that was wrong deep down, okay? And so then here's what Peter does next. And, it, you know, it, it's really cool because Jesus rises back from the dead and he goes and he finds Peter and he talks to him. And he says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? And then Peter says, yes, Lord, I love you. Jesus asked him that question three times. For the three times he denied him. Do you love me? Then feed my sheep. And, and you know what that sign is to me right there? That Peter has just said to God that, that, that I, I love you. That to me is the sign of repentance. That he went to God and said he was sorry for what he had, he had done. Lord, I love you. I realized what I had done was wrong. I'll do anything to show you that. Guys, that's the next step we need to have when we've done something wrong is, is we need to repent for that sin in our life. And then what happens after that? Jesus gives him basically the great commission. Then Peter, feed my sheep, take care of them. And so then that's the last step is healing. And you know, Sometimes this one takes a little bit of time. You know, we, we, when we've done something really wrong, we need to let God work in us and heal us. And sometimes we are our own worst enemies. We don't let ourselves heal. We hold on to that guilt and we give the enemy a place in our life to really torment us and to hurt us in some deep ways. And, you know, the right, you know, here's the poor story of Peter. And then the contrast to it is the story of Judas. We see how someone didn't handle the conviction. Judas betrays Jesus. And the Bible says that he immediately felt sin in his life. And he knew what he had done was wrong. And he went out and he hung himself. He let it destroy him. He let that come in. He let the enemy, you know, the enemy had already had a foothold in his life. That's why he was able to get him to betray Jesus, but he just kept taking it deeper and deeper. And he let it, the enemy whisper in his ear and he takes his life. And so, so we have two pictures here. We see how Peter does it. And we, see, we see how Judas does it. And to me, Peter's confession, Peter's way that he deals with it is, is great comfort to my heart tonight. It's a peace to my heart because, you know, 
I haven't denied Jesus, but I've done some pretty terrible things in my life. Things that the enemy loves to bring back into my mind sometimes and haunt me with. And you know what? I, I, sometimes I feel like I can't break free from those things. But the truth is that Jesus has. Guys, when we feel like Jesus' blood isn't, isn't enough, that's a scary place to be because it is more than enough. When we let the enemy whisper in our ear and tell us that, that we are so horrible, that, that we're so broken, that we're terrible, that no one could ever love us, you know what we're saying? Is that Jesus' blood wasn't enough. It, it covers us tonight, guys. It frees us from everything that we've ever done. But I think we need to go through that cycle. I think we need to be willing to repent. And you know, you just need to go to God tonight, some of you guys. Some of you guys have just been living in that same sin over and over. Some of you guys just, just so just push God out. You just respect him in so many ways. You need to go to God and say, God, I want your Holy Spirit back in my life. I need that guiding and gui guidance and that conviction. So some of you guys need to do that tonight. You need to get to God and say, I pushed your spirit so far out. I do things that I don't even feel anything anymore. That's a scary place to be. And you need to get on your hands and your feet and say, God, I need that back in my life. And then some of you guys who've just been feeling so beat up lately, like you just feel like you're in the same cycle and you can't break free. You need to know what Jesus says to you tonight how he views you, how he cares about you. And so I feel like I'm gonna change gears a little bit right now. I wanna to talk to you guys something about, I feel like the Holy Spirit led me to after we talked about this, after we kind of laid that foundation of, of what true repentance and turning from our sin really looks like. I wanna to read to you guys a scripture that God put on my heart this week. And, 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 and this is in Micah. 7, verse 18 through 19, this is what it says. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over transgressions? From the remnant of his inheritance, he does not retain his anger forever because he delights in steadfast love. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread on our iniquities underfoot. You will cast out all our sins into the depths of the sea. From the smallest sin that you guys have ever committed to the biggest thing ever. If you go to Jesus tonight and you repent and you say you are sorry and you really mean it, not just because you're scared of the consequences, but because you're truly broken over what has happened in your life. And he puts it at the bottom of the ocean's floor tonight, says, he forgets what we've done. What is so amazing about Christianity is, is that God would be willing to do this for people who spit in his face over and over. That he'd be willing to heal us in this way. Those of you guys who, who have been battling with this condemnation in your heart, you've been suffering in, in this way. You need to learn some scripture tonight because God has dealt with it, but now you need to let yourself off the hook. You need to be willing to forgive yourself because sometimes we're our own worst enemies. God has already forgiven us, but we're carrying it around 
And you just need to give it to him tonight. You need to lay it at his feet. One of the most important things you can do when you're going through this battle is knowing scripture. You need to know the verse that I just read to you guys. Off the top of my head, whenever I feel like this, I think of Romans 8.1. For there is no condemnation in Christ. Psalms 103, I repeat this all the time when I feel like this. For God has wiped our sins as far as the east is from the west. That what could separate our hearts from the love of God? So guys, God's forgiven you. And you need to let go of some things tonight. I want to read to you guys a quote by Beth Moore that I just think is, is really good. I think it's a, a really great picture of the way that so many Christians live. This is what it says. We don't believe to our bones that our sins are really forgiven or we would be happier about it. We'd be kicking up dust and dancing in the street. See, do you guys really believe it deep down that it's forgotten, that it's washed away? Because Jesus paid a huge price so we didn't have to live in condemnation so that we wouldn't have to live in guilt. I want you to think about that tonight. And think of maybe some ways that you haven't really accepted that. That it really is gone. That it really is forgiven and forgotten about. So important for you guys. And so here's the bottom line. Here's, here's what you guys need to know tonight. The Holy Spirit's conviction leads us to the healing blood of Jesus. It leads us to Jesus if, it lead, if, if you feel something in your heart that leads you any way besides to the cross of forgiveness, that's not God. It's not. You know, I'm, I'm trying really hard to balance this tonight because I know there's two groups of people in the room. But those of you guys who just don't care, man, you need to get real tonight. Whatever it takes, I, I don't know. Maybe you need to go talk to someone. Do whatever it takes to get this in your heart tonight. Because maybe you don't need it tonight. Maybe you don't need to hear that. But there will be a day when you do fall short because the Bible says that we all have. And you're gonna feel so guilty and you're gonna feel beat up and you're not gonna know where to go. So know this tonight. Don't let this truth pass you by because this is healing and life for so many of you guys. And so know that it's a cycle, that the Holy Spirit will always point you to Jesus. That's what real conviction is. And conviction leads to brokenness, and then the brokenness leads to repentance, and then to healing. Know, guys, that God paid a huge price for you because he loved you so much. Don't push the Holy Spirit out in this way. Let him work in your life in this way. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much that you don't count our sins against us tonight. That you heal us, Jesus. That when you look at us tonight, you see pure sons and daughters of God. That you have washed away our afflictions tonight, God. No matter how bad it was, God, no matter how deep the sin was, you paid the price for it. And we are so grateful for that tonight, God. And we pray that we would never push out the Holy Spirit speaking to us in this way, God. That we would let him work in our hearts in a deeper way 
Thank you, God, for anyone that's holding on to that sin tonight, that you're just telling them to open up their fist and give it to you. And you'll replace it with love, with acceptance, with kindness. And we don't deserve that tonight, God. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be so active in this next set, God, that you would convict people who need to be convicted and that you would release people who have been holding on to things too tightly. We are so grateful for your deep love for us, Jesus. We pray all these things in your son's name. Amen.